0: The Dr. Taz Show. The podcast Dr. Taz. Superwoman Wellness. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Superwoman Wellness, where you know I am determined to bring you back to your superpowered self. And I am honored and thrilled today to have a really special guest with me. Today, joining me is Kim Douglas. You guys know who she is. She's a television host, best selling author, beauty, fashion, and lifestyle expert and a comedy actress. She's also a coveted contributor to magazines and editorials around the country. Kim can be seen every day sharing all her latest beauty and lifestyle tips as a family member and fill-in co-host on Hallmark's channel, Emmy-nominated talk and lifestyle show, Home and Family, which I've had the honor of of being on. And actually, that's where I met Kim. In addition, for the past 11 years, she has been delighting viewers with her antics on the number one rated daytime, The Ellen DeGeneres Show. Welcome to my show, Kim. What an honor. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It's so lovely to be here. Well, I am thrilled. you know, I've been following, we met um, the home and family yes. set some years ago. Yes. And since that time, I've been following your journey. And I know you have had a health journey for sure. And these journeys, in my experience, are interesting. They change us right? They test our strength of character, but they also usually send a message. So I'm so curious, first of all, for anyone out there watching, you may want to fill them in on what that journey was. I think everybody knows, but maybe just refresh everyone. And then how has that changed
1: you? What did that do for you? Well, in a nutshell, you know, and because of who you are and what you do, I think this will be interesting to you and your listeners. You know, I really did everything right. I listened to all the doctor's orders. I, you know, checked off all the marks as far as nothing in my family. My mother's 90, everybody's healthy, no cancer, worked out. I eat fairly vegan, Mm -hmm. healthy, organic, workout, uh, keep my weight in a certain uh, level. And, don't really drink, never smoked, all of, you know, all of the above. So when I went in for, um, a three year late mammogram, Mm -hmm. uh, and I was told that I had stage three B breast cancer. It was quite a shock and it was a shock to myself and my 21 year old son at the time, my husband of 30 over 30 years and my mom and everybody. So, um, having said that, that was my diagnosis Mm -hmm. Um, and it was earth shattering. And like you said, Dr. Tez, I think it's through adversity that we really do find our strength. I was so um, set in my path of being the kind of, oh, Goldie Hawn. Um, I hate hate to use this term because I never want to be associated with it, but I kind of played the part of the ditzy blonde you know that was the part that they kind of cast me and so I played a good job at it thank you (laughs) um I like to make people laugh I like to make people smile but the truth of the matter was that you know I have a college degree I majored in political science and journalism and I was anchoring at 22 and so on and so forth so I feel that I'm far from a ditch right but that was the part I was told to play and um I think what happened through this journey, to answer your question, is you really do dig deep and you find your strength and you find where you have betrayed yourself, perhaps. Mm, wow. That's gold,
0: guys. So what you find where you have betrayed yourself. You feel like you, betray. oh my gosh, that's a light bulb for me for so many people that I talk to every day. And it's so true. So where did you betray yourself? What,
1: how did that light bulb go off for you? Well, it was the easy way. It was the easy way out. You know, I looked a certain way and that's the way I was perceived initially. And so I just went with it. Mm -hmm. I just was like, okay, this is the easy way to make a buck and to, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: get into the career that I wanted to be in. So um, while I still think it's very, very wonderful to have a career that makes people laugh and smile and especially now timely, exactly, (laughs) right? Right? I mean, um, (laughs) we've all had our share of the serious heavy duty stuff. Uh. Um, But there is is something to be said for... um, just always being the goof or mm-hmm. always being um, that one part. I felt that the other parts of me, perhaps I was negating and mm-hmm. pressing down and mm-hmm. hiding. And interestingly enough, if you believe like I do um, in metaphors and signs, oh, and yes. um, you know, where they found the three tumors was hidden under all of my breast tissue. Uh, against my chest wall, next to my heart. Mm. Lots of stuff to yeah. There's a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be a whole well, series. Oh which my gosh, totally, I, I totally. So, um, you know, I had a lot of soul searching to do, mm-hmm. and um, and it did unveil for me uh, some strength that I did not realize that I had, and it feels so good to step into your strength. How long ago was that? Kim, I've lost track of time. When sure. when did you go through your journey and when was that? Um, interestingly enough, it will be two years, Dr. Tess, tomorrow. Tomorrow, wow. Tomorrow, amazing.
0: So I'm listening to this story and I'm laughing because I also have a heart block, which many people have talked about. But my, we're the opposite. We're mirror images of each other I love because it. I'm not the ditzy blonde. I'm the serious no. Indian yes. doctor. But <laughs> inside is a goofball that has been completely repressed. That is afraid oh to come God. out
1: because no one will ever take me seriously. Oh so we my- just need to merge ourselves. <laughs> (laughs) And we'll have the. I mean it. I I mean it. I'm calling Ellen right now and telling her I have my replacement. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So,
0: and then all my people have been saying, "Your heart's blocked. Your heart's blocked. You need to get out the fun girl. Get out the cheerleader. Get this person out." I'm like, she's so stuffed down, trying to make straight A's all the time. She can't come out. That's so So, interesting. But um, but that's just the irony of all these different situations. So you have this aha moment. You realize these things, you build your character as these situations always do, what do you do next? What happens next?
1: So next I did a lot of just, um, how would I call it? Reframing. I reframed a lot of things in my life and I sought out the things that I needed to get rid of. Um, Some things I had been holding on to, some anger, resentment, uh, family issues that I just wasn't willing to let go. Um, Different things in my life that, again, hidden, covered, down, Mm -hmm. in, you know. um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Um, And I did a lot more time with things that I enjoyed, taking long walks, connecting with friends, doing all the simple things that, funny enough, were forced to do right now and how wonderful it's been in some aspects of this uh, coronavirus quarantine. Um, And so, you know, I really reassessed and started eating super healthy and getting into all the things that really were important to me, but I just didn't have time for. I just Mm -hmm. kept putting off. So what, so
0: you, like when we started this uh, conversation, you talked about how you were already doing everything right. You were already kind of vegan. You already were watching yeah. your weight. You were very health conscious. What behaviors for you changed? Were, was it the emotional stuff that was more the issue than the details of like what you were eating and what you were taking? You know, do you think that was the biggest shift for you? Or was there something with your, the way you were taking care of yourself that wasn't congruent you know, just from a day-to-day practicality standpoint with what your body really needed?
1: Um, I think a little bit of both, but truly what was the biggest um, eye-opener for me was more of the emotional, Mm. just getting, you know, um, I think we, especially as women and in, you know, where we were raised in that generation, it was like... I was all about the hustle. All I mm-hmm. did was hustle. Yep. Even when I didn't need to be hustling, I still was right. hustling because that's <laughs> what you're supposed to do, you know? Train now. So, yeah. so. so it was just go and get and do and I have your list and knock it off the list. And, and you know, I really wasn't spending a lot of time doing the things that I needed to do and the emotional things that I wanted to get back in touch with. And I felt that getting into just reading a good book and for me, I find a lot of refuge and solace in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I was doing my morning and evening devotion. Mm-hmm. I was getting back in touch with my faith and mm-hmm. my roots and what was, you know, really in, in my heart. And that was very healing to me. Very, very healing. And, um, I don't, you know, I, I've told this story a couple of times before yeah. and, um, I hope you'll indulge me in this. No, please. Yes. Um, I think every time I tell it, I find other pieces. So that's why I go back to it. So I live in the center of a town called Brentwood in Los Angeles yeah. and it's a very busy, it's beautiful, bustling yeah. place. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. it, there's a lot going on and, um, anyway, I, one day I was in the throes of my cancer journey and, and chemo, my hair had all fallen out. My eyebrows were gone. And, um, you know, the irony is not lost that I'm this beauty reporter with no hair and no eyebrows and no Mm -hmm. eyelashes. And I'm kind Mm -hmm. of green and I've lost all this weight. And, um, I went out to our backyard and I went down these stairs that I never go down and um, the landscapers had done this and before we moved in and it it just kept going, this path kept going and out in the backyard at the top where I used to just always be, where the pool and the garden is, um, you know, you look out and there's all this greenery. It was so beautiful. But I ended up going down these stairs and down, and they turned and down a little bit more. And it was a brick path. And when I got to the end of the brick path, I just stood there and I looked out at all the foliage and I just wanted so desperately to have a connection with God and just Mm. be like, am I going to make it? Am I going to get through this? Mm -hmm. What what am I supposed to learn? What am I supposed to get through? And I couldn't get any... For lack of a better word, a vibe on it. There was nothing going on. I wasn't getting right. anything. Right. There were no rainbows. There were no birds. God's there was off nothing. Duty at that yeah. moment. He's like, it uh, was busy. bad time. Yeah, yeah. bad time. Hold, <laughs> oh, please. Yeah. So, um, nothing was happening, which mm-hmm. was even worse for me because I was like, oh, great. So here I am. So now, even, you know, God has, has deserved right. me. So um, I looked down, Dr. Taz, and the interesting thing was the brick path, the bricklayers had stopped because there was this huge, huge oak tree that they must have cut down and the stump was there and mm-hmm. they couldn't take the bricks any further because the stump was there. And when I looked down, my feet were planted directly on the center of this stump. And it for me was a metaphor of my rootedness, mm. my faith, my rootedness in God, my rootedness in who I am and my health and how important that was and how these two feet were planted so strongly there. And this stump, this ugly, brown, gross, dirty was so strong that Mm -hmm. even the bricks couldn't get through it. The stone, Mm -hmm. the bricks, the cement, it it was right there and it was going to stay there. And those roots went so deep. And I connected with that, that, you know, I think I was so busy and we all are looking out there and where's the butterfly and where's the tree and I want a leaf to fall. But It was this old stump that I was standing in the middle of. So that was a turning point for me. And when I knew I was going to get my health back.
0: Wow. So, what happens next? Well, how,
1: like, what What did you do? How long did it take to recover? Um, 18 and a half weeks of chemo, heavy okay. duty, and then a seven and a half weeks of radiation. And I went in like a soldier. I was gonna yeah. do this just the way I did everything else. And that hustle that I did for my career, mm-hmm. I hustled in the hospital, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just tried to keep as normal as possible. I had an Army of girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And I know you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Women, friends, girlfriends that mm-hmm. just, you know, would either go with me every day or send over a green juice or write a card or send a note or an email or a text. And, you know, especially in this time right now, Dr. Mm-hmm. Tess, we have no idea just how important that one line text is yes, to yes. someone who may be at home and puts on that pretty happy face. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they're struggling and you just don't know it and your text or your card or your call can really make all the difference. Such a
0: difference. My goodness. So what is your, what would you tell, okay, I meet amazing women like yourself. You know, I call them all super women and it's partly tongue in cheek because they're all hustling, you know, but, some of them don't have an option. They have to hustle, right? They're right. just juggling and they're, they've they got kids and a family and an elderly parent to take care of and 50 people in their business to take care of, whatever it is, they're just hustling what would you tell those women? What advice would you give them to maybe prevent a diagnosis? First of all, like what is the, and you know, so many times they hear the message of, I hear the message too of slowing down and not so great at it, but anyhow, I'm working on it. <laughs> but I mean, but but again, like I'm in, I'm in my passion, right? It's really hard to slow down when you are truly loving what you do and, you know, feel that connection. I feel a very strong spiritual connection. I feel like very much in, in my place. But I meet people all the time who are hustling for other reasons, right? right? And and they don't feel that connection. How do they get there? Because a part of what I'm really trying to advocate for and reach with the people listening to the show today and the people that are listening to us is that You know, we want you to be in your power because when you're truly and fully in your power, your energy, your capabilities are tremendous and they are without sacrifice. It's not a sacrifice of your physical health, your mental health, your financial health. They really sort of are like that stump. You are grounded in that power and then you're able to move forward and do what you're supposed to do in the world. But how do we get people? And this quarantine has been fascinating, by the way, this lockdown. It's been absolutely fascinating because. For many women that have been coming to me for a really long time and who have been sick, like they have an autoimmune disease or they have a previous diagnosis of cancer or a new diagnosis of cancer, it's been for them an aha moment, the forced slowdown, right? Of like, my symptoms, Dr. Taz, have gone away. Like I suddenly feel so much better. And then there were a couple who swore to me up and down that the cause of all their problems was their husband or their spouse or whatever else, but the slowdown and the rat race kind of like hitting a big break, everyone's reconnecting. And they're Absolutely. like, it's not him or her. It's, it's the madness of our lives, you know? Uh. So it's been, it's been really fascinating to watch all that. But here's what's going to happen. We're going to like go back to normal. We're going to get right yeah. back into the rat race yeah. all over again. And we're going to forget these lessons. How do you check in with yourself? How do you remind yourself that, hey, I'm getting back to that old place of hustling for the wrong reasons rather than the rooted place. What are some checks women today can put into their daily routine to make sure they
1: don't fall victim to that? That's a great question. And I think you also answered it so beautifully about how this self-imposed, well, not self-imposed um quarantine has made all of us just stop in a way that I don't think any of us ever would have. No. My my self-imposed <laughs> quarantine was, you know, when I was diagnosed with with right. cancer and I was home and I had to be home. My immune system was so down and and so many things like that. And truly, it sounds so strange, but it was in that Darkest hour, and when I was the slowest, that I end up healing the deepest. So, I think to your question, the thing that we have to do is we always hear that cliche of put yourself first and, you know, put your oxygen mask on and then yeah. you can help everybody else. Yeah. And that is wonderful advice and a great cliche, but it truly is something that I really believe that we are going to go back, Dr. Tess, like you say, to the norm immediately and back into the hustle. But now that we've all had this forced mm-hmm. shutdown that we have never had in life before i'm married right. married to a man who's much much older than i am and he said kim through polio through the spanish flu through you know wars world war ii uh he said, Korean War, he said, it's never been on this massive of a scale. So I believe that we have stopped just again, looking out my window and being in the center of where I live. I never saw neighbors walking around with their kids in strollers, Mm -hmm. dads on bikes with Mm -hmm. their little boys, dogs with their, the mother, the father, the two kids. I mean, never would you see that before. And now that we've gotten a taste of it, I believe that we as women, if we really want to get in touch and heal our bodies and come to you and say, I want to get better, I really Mm do, then we really will get in touch with that and say, you know what? I need these 10 minutes. I'm going to just shut down. I'm going to stop. I'm going to do my devotion. I'm going to do my breathing. I'm going to do my meditation. Whatever it is for you, right. you're going to do it. Also, I know this sounds so ridiculous, but it was such a healing tool for me, Dr. Tess. Mm-hmm. At night, when I come home from this crazy, Like you, I'm doing live TV Mm -hmm. every day. So there's never, ever a can I just do this in five minutes? It's three, two, one, one, go. (laughs) There is no (laughs) live TV doesn't wait. The commercials (laughs) don't hold. And Mm -hmm. what I would do is I would stop, I would pour some very inexpensive lavender into my bath, run a nice warm bath, get it's practically free, ladies. You get in, you shut that door, you put a candle on that you get at the 99 cent store. Mm-hmm. And you shut the door and you shut it out and you just have some time for you. And it can be these simple little things, but they are so powerful in just rebooting you and giving you that, that breath that we all need. And I will not do without them anymore, Dr. Tess. For me, it's my little five-minute visits to my stump. It's mm-hmm. my lavender bath mm-hmm. and it's a walk. And it's little, a things, those, those little things little things that cost nothing that cost absolutely. absolutely nothing you don't and listen this is coming from me you don't need that 300 face cream maybe mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. don't go get the free bathtub go light a candle <laughs> you know yeah. it really does more for you
0: well what's so you know it must be so hard i always wonder this um, it must be especially in the industry that you're in more so than me cuz i sort of live a dual life but You know, being in entertainment, being in television, being in L.A. and having to be, you know, face forward, beauty forward all the time. Right. Sort of the superficial, you know, fluff layer of life. How do you navigate that with the knowledge you have and the experience that you've been through now? And what's your sense of, of the industry with where women are evolving to today? I think women, I mean, we've seen with the Me Too movement and with so much, so many other things developing that women too are saying, no, I don't want to be fluff layer anymore. I want to, I want to be something else, but is the industry just like medicine, just like politics, just like so many other things, is your industry catching up to that and really bringing out this gift that women understand that they
1: have? I don't think so. I really don't. Listen, you know, in LA, you're basically, the rule is, and it's an unwritten rule, but we all know it. You're pretty much done at 35 if you're a woman. You're mm. just, it's it's over. And that's just the way it is. Um, but- there are women like myself mm-hmm. who are continuing on ellen um so many other women that i can list right now jane fonda oh yeah uh, in her Amazing. 80s um yeah. you know that are really pioneering and saying wait a minute we're not done at 35 right. and maybe at 35 certain parts of us are not as uh fluid as uh as before, but there's other parts that are so much richer and we have so much to give and to offer. So I don't see women as sitting back anymore. I don't see them as saying, okay, I'll just, you know, start, nothing wrong with it, but start knitting and needle pointing now that I'm right. over 40. Right. Um, and I think that, again, this shutdown and the way we have exposure through our own hands and internet to voice what we're doing, for me, it's been writing a book and getting into much heavier into nutrition and wellness and mm-hmm. um, you know, making that, that divergence from beauty is health. And yes, have, absolutely. Can be wellness and beauty. So, you know, you can you can tie it together. You really can.
0: I believe that too. I believe so much of beauty is internal and it's your health. And like you were saying, no matter no matter how much you spend on creams and potions and procedures and all that other stuff, you can't buy that inner gold. No. You know, you really can't buy that. But, you know, is it, I I get frustrated with this in in medicine. I'll tell you quite honestly, even watching what's been unfolding, it's like, I have answers. Someone listen to me, please, somebody listen to me. But like, nobody wants to listen. You know, like our government doesn't want to listen. They're entrenched in a certain way of thinking. I feel like the movie industry and the entertainment industry is like that to a certain extent. Do we have more innovative, creative, forward thinkers coming into the decision-making places in entertainment or not quite yet? I know it's not quite happening in medicine. Yeah. It's not quite yet happening in government. Do you think we're close? I can feel it a little bit in medicine, but I still think we're 20 years down the road. Right. What do you think about entertainment?
1: Well, you know, I do think mentioning her again, Jane Fonda, Helen Mirren, I just recently watched a, a movie mm-hmm. where she was the uh, the lead, Helen yeah. Mirren, you know? And yeah. I think that is a big step to have things like that. Um, my son and, and my husband and I watch Little Women yeah. recently. Oh yeah, I love that. You know, <laughs> there's there's like yeah. all these different, you know, where it isn't just where we're watching these men buddy action films where it's right. shoot them up, blow them right. up and being in fast cars. Right. So, um, well, Will, will those ever go away? I doubt it. No, the fast no, cars. and the, no. But when you start seeing things like what I just mentioned, I'm hopeful. I really yeah. am. Yeah. I think Oprah really did pave the way there. Yep. And you know, um Ellen, there's so many. And I, I'm hopeful. I think Good. the Me Too movement has made a big impact.
0: Good. Well, that's encouraging to hear. I'm not sure... I can say equally the same about medicine. I, I think they're still very much entrenched in their way of thinking, but I'm hoping that this experience will open us all up to, Hey, we might need to do things, you know, differently. Exactly. What's next for you? You know, you've had this amazing career. You've had this amazing journey. You have this
1: newfound wisdom and strength and character and, uh, all of that. So what's next for you? So next for me is writing this book and um, really sharing my story of what I've gone through and the healing that has happened and um, deepening my faith, um, maybe doing some speaking engagements, and um, really doing more education on wellness for myself, and then hopefully sharing it with others, because I think that's a platform that God is open for me, and I need to step into it, and that's another message that I have for our female, especially listeners and viewers for your, your show, yeah. and that is, you know, sometimes I think that we do get afraid, and we do push that stuff down, hide it in keep it. And we do need to step into our power and step Mm -hmm. into what we have, all of it, that you have that funny side to you. And I know you do, and you (laughs) need to show it. And I have a little bit more serious side and I need to step into it and be strong and show it. And all of you listening at home or wherever you are, you know, encompass, embrace the whole of you and step into it. I think that's my message.
0: What a powerful, uplifting message, especially at a time like this, for sure. And I will tell you too, again, we're just mirroring each other, but I sort of also have been forced to step into into faith and into that part of us, which I think as women, we okay. try to either cut off or we embrace again in a very superficial way. So, you know, I'll remind everybody, like I'm from a very mixed religious family, but Jesus himself was a physician. You know, at the end of the day, he was a physician. He was a healer. And the more that I've studied different religious texts in the Bible, like it gives me goosebumps to understand that sickness and wellness are really a fight of your spirit. And at the end of the day, he healing happens when you heal the spirit and that's exactly what he was trying to do so anyhow we'll leave it at that i think we've everybody away with that I,
1: <laughs> that's gonna take a while to digest and i am so glad can i go back seriously and hear that when when this airs I'll of be course to, oh i need to write that down
0: yeah, you'll get a copy of the entire episode. But that wow. Yeah, I mean, that is that is something that, you know, it has struck me very deeply too. That inspiring. you know, because I hear people's stories and in their stories is a story of their spirit. At the end of the right. day, everything I hear ultimately is a story of their spirit. And your story Indeed. is incredible and uplifting and inspiring. And I hope to continue to be able to allow you to talk about it. and come on anytime. I can't wait till um. the book comes out. But thanks for taking some time out today to join us. We really appreciate it so much. If people want to connect with you, what's the best way for
1: them to do so? Please, I go on my Instagram all the time. It's at Kim, K-Y-M, not to be confused with Kim Kardashian. K Y M because I looked so much like her. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) K-Y-M Douglas, D-O-U-G-L-A-S. And then um, my Facebook is uh, kimdouglas.com. And Dr. Taz, I adore you. Thank you for having me on. And I can't wait to see you again on Home and Family. We love you there. And your information is so valuable. Thank you so much. You guys are such a great crew. And for everybody else, Thank you
0: for joining this episode of Superwoman Wellness, which, you know, I'll always remember it's incredibly special. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. Remember, we're on Spotify as well. I'll see you guys next time. Stay strong, stay healthy, stay well, stay super powered. And you got this.